I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. For those of you joining us for the first time, this is a podcast about a small group of amateur writers who submit and critique each other's work as well as discuss the written media that we consume. It's like a book club, but with a wider focus. Our group submissions are shared on our website, badstorytellers.com. We also accept your submissions for critique. If you'd like some feedback with the same candor that we give each other, send in your submissions to badstorytellers at gmail.com. Entries must be 10 pages or less. Do not fuck around with the size of the font. We will get mad. Also, at the end of the show, we roll the dice, pick three genres, and come up with a movie idea. And once we decide on a name, we record the trailer for your listening pleasure. All right, welcome everybody to Bad Storytellers. It's been two weeks since our last meeting. <laughs> uh, we are, we are minus one. We don't have Doug this week. But we got a lot to talk about because it's been two weeks and there's been a lot of media. I've consumed a lot. You guys consumed a lot. I have been of one thing. Okay. Well, we've got some retractions. From of course we week. do. <laughs> uh, we've got a decent amount of them. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the amount we have. Okay, so first of all, Max was 100% correct. I just wanted to point this out for clarification to, for anybody who's listening to the last one. The Battle of Hastings was in October 1066. It was just a fact he threw out to counter a false fact you knowingly threw out, but he, he just knew it. So I knew, I know the good Battle on you, Max. Hastings are. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know the Battle of Hastings was October 1066. Uh, Nissan North America is located in Mississippi. It is a Japanese company, not a Korean one, but Max's car was assembled in Mexico. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's got a three in the VIN number. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone came out in 2001. Thunderpants was released in 2002. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thunderpants, a movie everyone needs to see. A Canticle for Leibowitz is written by Walter M. Miller Jr. Ooh, I finished that? Okay, we'll talk about that. Yeah. And in the upcoming Preacher TV show on AMC, Jesse is played by Dominic Cooper, and Liam was right. He plays Howard Stark in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I saw Captain America 2. It's the young Howard Stark. The older Howard Stark is a completely different actor. Okay. Which, I is, not, is. which is not the same as the young Tony Stark is still Robert Downey Jr., I read the comics. I think I'm good. It has nothing to do with the comics. That doesn't. That's not selling. Nothing has it, nothing to do with the comics. Yeah. It's just a remake of Friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got really excited. If the just Friends, Friends with superheroes. If Shield hired the <clears throat> Friends cast. <laughs> Imagine Matthew Perry having to decide what to do about Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the years when he was like coked up or drunk or whatever? He doesn't. Oh, remember. season two to like four. Yeah, he, he just says doesn't, he doesn't remember, remember at all. them. <laughs> so, what do we consume? Other than this uh, drink I'm consuming right now, over the past two weeks. I've been doing hard on the anime, and I just caught up to Going where, hard in the paint? Where uh, Naruto is now, I completely caught up with it, and it's like 400 episodes deep in... Jesus. Oh, my God. And it's not even close to being done. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes me so sad. I got to the last episode, and I was like, no. No, you can't do this to me. I know it's over. It's supposed to be over. And then the, the manga's over. Wait, so it's in the, it's in the, uh, the Great Ninja War? Yeah. Okay, and it's pretty I, I, deep I into that. I didn't know the TV show hadn't caught up by No, now. it has not. Wow. Oh, it's because the manga's been done for a long time. For like over a year. Yeah. And then I watched a new anime called um My Hero Academy okay. and 
It's One Punch Man about teenagers. So it's like the academy in that would One train, Punch Man. Yeah, and it's okay. just that story. And I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's fun. It's goofy. The The main character doesn't have any superpowers, and that's it's his story of like overcoming that. What's he doing there? It's revealed in the first episode that a, a big thing happens in his life, and they're like, one of it is like to be a hero, you don't have to be strong or anything. You have to just act. When oh, no yeah, one else you just have to go do the yeah, hero go thing. do the thing. If you go do the thing, no one can be mad at you. You did like you could be the strongest person in the world if you don't help. Mm-hmm. You're not a hero. I always thought it was a stupid thing where people were like, Batman's not a superhero because he doesn't have superpowers. I'm like, then Lex Luthor isn't a supervillain. And I think we all agree that Lex Luthor is a (laughs) supervillain. Yeah. And if you're um, any random villain and all you do is snatch purses, you're just a criminal. Yeah. Like, you're just like, eh. Yeah, it does take a lot to become a villain. There's a great line in Incognito where uh, the parole officer for the main character who has to pretend to be not superpowered. He's like, so what'd you do? He's like, oh, I did some crime. I did this. He's like, you call stealing the gems of this and like nuclear thing crime? And he's like, yeah, when it's for money. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so uh, haven't, haven't you been watching those DC animated movies? Oh, yeah. Actually, that's what I was doing today. I watched All-Star Superman, which the comic was just better mm. in a lot of ways. Um, they cut up, I think, too too much of my the fun interstitial stuff that I like, and they, they made it mostly about his battle with Lex Luthor, but it was still, it was good. It was worth watching. Okay. Um, Batman Year One, I just, if they cut Batman out of it completely and just made it about Jim Gordon, I would have liked it better. Oh, like, like the comic. <laughs> yeah. No, well, the whole thing is, it's still really heavily on, on Gordon. Pound for pound, Batman's in it more than okay. the comic, to its detriment. Um, Interesting. And I'm right in the middle. I finished the first part of a two-part movie that they did for Batman Returns, and I forgot how ham-fisted Frank Miller was with his personal politics in it. Yeah. Like, it's pretty, pretty hard. Although he, Batman doesn't actually seem to be the voice of it. It's it's all the, the TV spots and the making fun of uh, pop psychology stuff. And Right. Although he, he bashes conservatives and liberals pretty hard in, in, their, in his own way. Good. Yeah. They're, I don't know, the DC animated movie universe or whatever production company's doing that. I think the worst one I've seen is probably the um, Damian Wayne Son of Batman one. Oh, okay. And it was still good. It just wasn't great. The only one I, I saw I, di- I didn't really like, it was the New Frontier one. And it's because they cut out all the stuff with the Suicide Squad and the island with the Native American and, like, tracking the giant T-Rexes yeah. and stuff. And when they cut that out, they lost the tone of the comic, which was much darker and, I don't know, it was well, hard it was, to explain. <clears throat> it was supposed to be, like, the dark period in between the golden and silver age yeah and then yeah it became too much of like a silver age movie i mean i like the comic a lot better but i yeah. think it's just because the comic just has more of everything but it still wasn't bad no it's no, still, no, no. We're, it's still worth it watching okay. it just doesn't it doesn't feel like the comic did which I, I don't know i think i think probably some of the other movies do like planet the planet hulk movie felt like the comic yeah. even though they switched some stuff in and out what about you max i finished a canticle for Leibowitz. Mm-hmm. Can you can you recap what that's about again? It's about <clears throat> the the apocalypse, nuclear apocalypse happens in the late sixties, early seventies, and then it cuts to a couple hundred years later where the survivors of that war have destroyed as much knowledge as they could get their hands on, and the Catholic Church through monks is collecting that information. And after a couple hundred years, they have no idea what it means, but they're preserving it and remaking it, remaking it, and then it just follows through like society rebuilding itself. That's cool. Yeah. So what'd you think? I really liked it. It went <clears throat> in a lot of places I wasn't expecting, and it was kind of interesting to see the church as 
protector of knowledge yeah. rather than destroyer. It's been that a few times. Yeah, especially like the Jesuit order and mm. stuff like that. Irish monks. Yeah. Mm. But just in popular culture, you know, they're usually the one of the go-to boogeymen. And it was and, interesting. And in history. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's been some historically, stuff. you know. Of course. Rough. Yeah. But it was a yeah, it was a really good read and it definitely jumps around and just a great book. Then I started reading V for Vendetta again. Mm. Haven't that read it in a number of years. It took so much work. <laughs> mm. I remember that when, when I finished it, I was like, "Wow, how long did it take him to write this?" <clears throat> yeah, I, I like it because I'm interested in the whole Maggie Thatcher, Britain, you know, mm-hmm. putting cameras everywhere and walls and stuff, and so it's interesting seeing that from a viewpoint of someone who was actually there and hated it. Yeah, and, and there's there's lines in it that can never make their way into the film. No, because it's uh, well, like Evie's a prostitute or a wannabe prostitute, and. In the movie, they have her working for the BBC. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> well, well, like especially when that when well, he's, that he's giving roses that. to all his victims in both in the movie and, and in the comic, mm-hmm. but they're like, well, uh, "Are you going to kill what? What's the leader's name? Is just leader? I don't remember." Yeah, because it's like the fingers, the head, the tongue. It goes through. Yeah, and she's like, "Are you going to kill him?" He's like, "He's like, uh, are you going to give him a rose?" He's like, "No, I've prepared a very special rose for him." And you find out there's a whole subplot with a woman named Rose, and it's mm-hmm. it's really well done. It, it's just quite it, it makes him eviler. Yeah, it's really good. But also in the comic, you don't know whether or not V is even a man. Like, yeah. you don't yeah. know. I mean, not not whether he's a man or a robot, but like whether he's male mm-hmm. or female. Um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is back. Oh, second season. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I still haven't finished the first season. Lauren and I are on the second or third episode, and it's it's back. The first episode is made to confuse, so you feel like you've missed things, and then you get right back into it. Cool. That's good. You recommend it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. And then, let me see. In my continuing Harry Potter series, I'm on Goblet of Fire, just starting Goblet of Fire. Oof, the turning point. So it's going to get real dark. What number is that? Four. Five? Oh, uh, four? Four, okay. Yeah. That's when things start going worse than yeah. you think they would. At a boarding it's, school. It's, it's the point where, like, that, I think, I feel like that was also the, the point in where, like, when that book was released, everyone was like, witchcraft is now evil. I'm like, you're not angry at witchcraft. You're angry that people die. Yeah. In a children's book. That's what you're angry at. Hmm. Which, it's based on of all the great children's books where people die. <laughs> oh, like I had the, to watch part of The Wiz today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah, bad. Good movie. For my job. And. I like The Wiz. It's fun. I. I've never seen it before, and I just came in move on, move at a certain point where, like, I guess they were trying to do the trees from The Wizard of Oz where, like, the subway started ripping itself apart and chasing them. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty weird to come into at that point. You ever see Return to Oz? No, I haven't. That's a, that's a head trip. Oh, yeah. yeah the, uh, it, the Gnome King. It feels like you're on mushrooms half the time. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know. The bomb novels are just insane. Are they novels? I think they're like n- novellas almost. Novellas? I don't yeah. know. They're pretty short. No one else cares about I haven't that, read them. I yeah. I think the new Oz movie they're making was going to be based on the actual book, from what I heard. Didn't they make Oz the Great and Terrible with uh, James Franco? Yeah, yeah. I did not watch that because no one did. No. Okay. Uh, but they're making another Wizard of Oz, and they want to have it based on the book, which will be crazy. Well. Uh, anything else? Go Pens, but that's it. Go Pens? Yeah. Go Mets. What are pens? Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Mets games. Playing hockey right now. Oh, okay. And I hope that they win. Well, um, let's see. For me, I consumed a lot. Uh, I read and finished that Vallis book by Philip K. Dick. Yeah. About the Californians talking about the nature of uh, life and God and 
subliminal suggestion and stuff. Uh, I finished it. There's a whole trilogy. I am not reading any of the others. Oof, really? Yeah, no, not at all. Um, because I don't care what happens to anybody in that What book. happens again? Can you recap? Okay. There's a guy named Horse Lover Fat who's friends with Philip K. Dick, who's in the novel, who is the narrator. But it turns out Horse Lover Fat is Philip K. Dick. It's just a separate personality that is tr- going through a spiritual transformation that he's too f- afraid to face, which sounds like it'd be interesting, except it's not. <laughs> <laughs> also, also now, I'm horse, sure, I'm sure there's horse tons lover of people. fat. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because I guess uh, those Philip. Are t- those are also those are two things that he loved immensely that he couldn't. He well, just th- thought himself as a fat horse lover. No, <laughs> no. It, the name Philip means lover of horses, mm-hmm. and Dick is like the German word for fat. So he projected himself into the horse lover fat, and his friends know that this person doesn't exist, but they just don't talk about it. And finally, at one point, the person who is like the second coming or second coming of Christ is like, "Yep, I'll fix that." Boom! And he's like, "Why'd you do that? Oh, you killed him!" And she's like, "Yeah, you're fine." I think I saw a really, really bad like sci-fi version of this. It's not a sci-fi movie, except for there is a okay. There's a satellite that is beaming things into people's brains that's never explained it's fucking terrible yeah, i, I, I it, really no, dislike this book the movie made it way worse i've never read the book <clears throat> but i know that it's better than the movie it's yeah the, i mean if it's that movie then the book it ends with just a list of all of the it ends with a list of every metaphysical assertion that he makes in this book it just, he just numbers it and then repeats it. Like, like, oh, you read all this story? Well, here's everything we went over, basically. Here's a recap of what a, all the assertions. What a douche. Yeah. I, no, I, you're going to want to talk about these later. Yeah. No, well, maybe not what a douche. What an insane person he actually was. It really is terrible. <laughs> I don't have any other way to, to put it. Oh. I'm, and I'm sure, I'm sure some people have read it and they love it and they think it's just a head trip. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting how he has this crazy take on the world. And maybe it's interesting to you. Not interesting to me. I just... No. I mean, if I want to read something by a crazy person, I get more entertainment out of the Marquis de Sade. I yeah, also just finished um, Farnham's Freehold, the Heinlein. What's that? There's a nuclear war again, and the rocket... I'm that, seeing a theme. The rocket <laughs> that hits him flips him and his fallout shelter into the future. Okay. And it's, I'm with you. it goes crazy from there, and it's really good. But it kind of gives lie to the assertion that he was a fascist, because it's completely opposite. We're talking about personal freedom is more important than anything else, where people are always going down on him, but like, no, he wrote Starship Troopers because he's a fascist. Which people are always going down on me. Yeah. Well, write Starship Troopers. Okay. Or the equivalent. <laughs> I really like, I mean, I don't understand how you could read Starship Troopers and Stranger in a Strange Land and then go, no, he's 100% Starship Troopers. Because yeah. he's the same guy. People would... But also, like, calling him a fascist for Starship Troopers is pretty heavy-handed. He's like... More it was like an idea of how to structure a military. Well, yeah. and society, because it like removes citizenship from people and stuff like that. So I can I can see why somebody would... Yeah, but that's one book. Yes, it's one book out of several that he... Out of, I don't know, dozens. It's like Shakespeare didn't really want Italian teenagers to kill themselves. No. It was just a story. He didn't care whether they did or not. But, well, it, yeah, I mean, but to, he didn't to, want them to. To be fair, that book makes claims that things would be better this way. Yeah. It does. But then so does Stranger in a Strange Land, and it's completely the opposite mm-hmm. <clears throat> because the point of view character believes it. That's like I always like Brave New World better than 1984 just because it'd be more fun. I think 1984 is a better book from start to finish. It's just yeah. it's better written. It's no, I mean more like concise. to live in. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's yeah. Paradise in 
<laughs> in a people brave are like, new oh, world. but the underpinnings. I'm like, yeah, but who cares? Yeah, I mean, there's that like, one guy hanged himself. Hang there's, that's it. there's also there's terrible yeah, underpinnings hang, to out. the world we live in now that you yeah. just, you just ignore all the time. Don't talk about that. <laughs> so I also read um, the road. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, that that was a book. That is the next book on my stack, and I've been you've been putting it off. Yeah, because I read Blood Meridian, and that book made me sad. It's good. I highly recommend it. Um, I'm glad I waited until my son was two and a half to read it because it's it's brutal. Um, It's really brutal. And I saw I saw the movie right after he was born, and the movie is is actually pretty faithful. It's really good. It's crazy the cast they got into too that nobody ever saw it it was Viggo Mortensen Charlize Theron really because that's a, people recommend that to me all the time are you serious yeah, yeah I have never like, heard I've, anybody talk about I've, it I've been like I've seen it was it Robert Duvall who else is in it somebody else Guy Pierce. it was a very interesting film <coughs> it, it's never want to see it again it's very faithful to the book except for all the extra awful shit <laughs> that's in the book and there's just moments where there, there's little dialogues that can't be remade in, into a film because they just take too long that you just can't watch two people go back and forth that fast for mm-hmm. that long. But in a book, it's great. Interesting. I started reading the third. The next book I'm reading is called Altered Carbon by Richard K. Morgan. It's a cyberpunk novel. It's really long. I don't know anything about it. So far, it's okay. Cool. It's like it starts off, and it's about this gunfight he gets into with this lady that he likes, and she gets turned into meat pie, and he gets shot through the back and then he wakes up in a tank and they're putting him back together and you ever see the sixth day yeah with no. Arnold Schwarzenegger when when they clone you now he's I don't think he's being cloned but when they clone you in the sixth day you wake up at the moment you died whoa so so people pop up and they're like oh you motherfucker <laughs> just <laughs> immediately sounds like and, a bad idea yeah so that's what that's what happens to him in this is that he's like he's like mid run basically as he wakes up so that's as far as I've gotten I've just started it cool cool idea so far it's written well I read The Ocean at the End of the Lane by Neil Gaiman. I have an autographed copy of that, but I have not read it. I recommend it, and uh, I recommend it highly because it's the exact writing style I think I have to use for the book I'm, I'm writing right now. Yeah. It changed. Uh, it, it really helped me realize a few things um, with, about— With just, like, straight-up style? Style, yeah. I, I'm not trying to—I don't know. Appropriate? Take his style from him. It's just there's a lot of things he does. I don't have his voice. But stylistically, there's a lot of things I'm like, oh, this is a good way to, to say something from this kid's perspective or a good way to frame it. And I, I really like it. It's good. It's scary. There's some there's some parts in it that, that are really, really scary. Also, he's stolen from the best already. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. So it's not like if you ever ask him, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, no, I'm the most unique voice in writing. He's like, no, I stole a lot of stuff. Sorry, I, I, got, I got through a lot of media, guys. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> That's cool. I, I started listening to History on Fire podcast by Daniela Bolelli. He's an Italian professor of history uh, in America and he has an adorable accent so he talks to you like this and he says don't worry the story gets much better but he's, he's very embarrassed about his accent because like he Guido Sarducci yeah no, exactly but he gets very uh, embarrassed about his accent because he knows that he's not saying things correctly because in Italian you have to pronounce every letter so he'll say things like uh, this money lender put somebody in a lot of debt so you know, but it's good. He's he's a good storyteller. Doesn't it suck being a genius, but not in your language. Like you <laughs> yeah. got to speak to someone. You're like, oh, are you dumb? It's Speaking like, no, from I experience, just, yes. Yeah. No. <clears throat> yeah, I listened to the one he had about the three servile wars of Rome, and it, it was two I don't podcasts. Know anything about yeah. those? Yeah, ah. well, Spartacus is the third servile war. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, and he it's really good. Um, <clears throat> I recommend it. I also been watching more Dragon Ball Super, which is great, and uh, Daredevil's Netflix uh, season two. 
and I'm not done with it yet. It's taken me fucking forever. And I saw Captain America Civil War yesterday, and I like it. I liked it a lot, except for it's a, after I was done, I was like, you know, that was about an hour too long. You could have cut an hour out of that movie, and it would have been faster and better and more emotional. But neither of you guys have seen it, right? Yeah. Nope. Okay. I haven't seen any of the Avengers movies. I, really? You should yeah. see the first one. First one. And you can see the second one. It's fine. You should see the first one and then see Captain America 2. <laughs> that's a that's a good sequel to the uh, first Avengers. Okay, cool. Yeah, I saw Thor. But God, I, I saw Thor Marvel. too. Uh, I don't like the first I didn't one. See... I, I hated the first one. I don't like one. either of the Thor movies, actually, now that I think about it. Actually, the first one was okay, but mm. the Avengers is a better Thor movie yeah. and a better Hulk movie than any of the other Hulk movies. Yeah, I can see that. The Hulk movies have been eh. It's hard doing a Hulk movie, though. Yeah. The Avengers didn't have any problem with it. Because <laughs> it's not a Hulk movie. I guess Joss Whedon just gets the Hulk. Like, no, he but he's also he doesn't have to be around the whole time, and you only have to draw out his pathos over an entire movie. Yeah. You're retreading some ground, or you're spending a lot of time with a lot of guys in military uniforms going like, we got to get the Hulk, which is a lot of what the comic books are. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I, was, I was telling Liam earlier, the new version of Spider-Man in Captain America Civil War is the best, is the most comic accurate Best version, best personality, best portrayal of Spider-Man I've seen on film, period. He cool. said he was 15. That I've makes seen, me so fucking happy. I've seen the movies. I'm pretty sure Spider-Man's in college. <laughs> and uh, Black Panther is really good. Although, yes. the parts that you can cut out of this movie are pretty much anything with Spider-Man. <laughs> and anytime the Avengers fight each other, except for except for Tony Stark versus Captain America. When, 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 when it's them in a separate la- area. Spoiler alert. No, that's not a spoiler. It's in the fucking previews. It's it's also, like, the thrust of the movie that everyone knows exists. All right. So we don't have any group submissions, right? Yeah. Nope. Okay. We have no group submissions this week, but that's because we're all at kind of – we're kind of at an emergency situation for each of our stories. And I've been there for a while, and we we didn't get to talk about it last time. Me too. Except for – I mean, I got got some work done. I could show it to you, but I just want to (laughs) – I I don't like it, and I want to drill through it. I know I'm going to scrap mine. Well, let's get started. Liam. All right. We are at Winter Home. We have our two main characters. We've set this up is the fox and the ox. Yeah, and okay. we've set up uh, a secondary girl character. And I need some more stuff to happen between now and the choosing. Okay, is just it, just like a chapter more. Are there other villages arriving? Uh, there yeah. Other, okay. There's so. other vi- uh, other villages that are going to be arriving. They're going to f- flesh out, you know, their their hearth group of their year together. And I also I'm aware of the idea that. There would be, like, winter games because it's the only time yeah, when they all meet thinking. up. Mm-hmm. And also, like, all weddings and any any social thing that you do all be done now. That would be where everything would go. So I'm like, should there be a wedding? Should there be winter games? Should there be, a, like, a clans meet where they decide something political and this is the first year that they're allowed to go to it? Because now they're adults. Yeah, it sounds like this would be a good opportunity to start the world building. Because yeah. you could introduce, like, oh, this next group of people arrived. They were from, they were from such and such. And uh, and one of the people knew one of their fathers, and they start talking, and you're like, oh well, uh, we still got to wait on these last people for this one event, and mm-hmm. then and then the event can start, and then maybe somebody brings a prisoner, so like somebody brings somebody in in chains, and they're like, what did he do? Like, oh, we got to do this, and then you can go through the legal thing of how that's yeah. handled. And I, I don't want to spend too much time on any single thing, but it's more about figuring out when this society is, so that when after they're chosen things can start happening like mm-hmm. the real stuff can start happening but i don't think i don't feel like you could do it without building more of it because then you don't know what the consequences of whatever the decisions that they're going to make later are because i know i want the ox to leave the community to go after the fox to go save him mm-hmm. but doing that you're a deserter 
you left your job. You can't choose a person over the group. You can never do it. You can't leave your job. You'll endanger more people that way. So that's what it's going to – that is the main turning point. So maybe if it's um, – But you got to get there. Is it because he gets taken and they convene on whether or not to help and they're like, no, it's too big of a thing of resources. Yeah. We're not going to go. And, and he's and like, I'm going to do it. And they're like, there won't be a place for you when, if you come back. And he's like, I don't give a shit. Um, what do you want to workshop? You want to get, um, um, I, I just need some ideas for one winter games and the winter games. I want them to participate to show a little bit more of their value. And I don't want them to necessarily like win, but I want a clever explanation of why they're good at something mm-hmm. and they don't need to be the best at it, but the other people muscle their way through it or like the Fox doesn't muscle his way through it. He thinks his way out of something and then like get second place, even though he's just a kid. And then I just straight up want the ox to like do something like the log carry and just lose by one or two steps just some like just the strongest the guy, guy in the village, yeah. yeah. To the guy, and he does like he only loses by one step, and he's so angry at himself for losing. And then the guy just puts his like hand on his shoulder, and he's like, "You're going to be terrifying." Yeah, I guess. Okay, so there's a log carry mm-hmm. that you have. That's a good one, and it immediately makes sense for the ox. Mm-hmm. We're just like riddles dude. were a big thing. Uh, now I got to think up riddles. I'm just saying that was like what has no handle, side or a lid, <laughs> <laughs> but golden treasure inside is it. An egg. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Or maybe like an obstacle course or something. I was thinking like a long Crazy. distance run. Yeah. And it's in the snow and everyone's wearing furs and he shows us up in shorts and I just was, bolts. I was thinking like, um, what I was thinking is something like Chunin Exam where there's some kind of like, trick to they, something. They have to go into the forest and the last year champion is carrying something that the others have to get from them. Mm-hmm. And the first person to exit the forest with it their group wins. Well, I don't want it to be a group. I want it to be the the fox on his own. He needs to be foxy when he does it. Foxy. Yeah. Or you could have the big guy take the thing and be getting out of the woods, and then the fox has, like, a rope trap set up and just takes it. Maybe. Make him... Because he's got to be his own thing. He can't just be the guy who hangs out with the ox. No. In <clears> fact, <throat> the ox is the guy who hangs out with the fox yeah. for, most, right. for most of the beginning, where, like, the clever, mm-hmm. the clever pretty one is... is beating out the the big dumb one well it's like when alexander went the knot tying yeah he had to untie the gordian knot and he's like ah i can figure it out and he just takes his knife and goes Tink. And they're like you cheated he's like nope no i didn't you wanted this thing free right yeah that's the goal i did it it's done it's a kobayashi maru <laughs> yeah i want it i want a kobayashi maru that's what i want okay. i want for him something something that displays that the ox isn't fully de- like physically developed he's going to get bigger he's going to come into his own mm-hmm. The fox is all there mentally already. So you he's need, already like the intelligence required to be impressive is already there. So you need a an unwinnable situation that's treated as like a classic, or, maybe, maybe some something that's a, a or, typical challenge, or even a situation where someone that much younger and that with that least less amount of experience cannot be expected. What to about win. something like chess? Yeah, maybe. Like they could have their own form of strategy. Game. Yeah, but then the whole thing is I have to invent my own strategy game. And then explain it. You or I'm get, looking, I'm looking get for to something. do those things. See, th- when you're like, I have to do this if I do that, and I have to do this if I do that. I'm like, that's the part I, 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 I have but a problem I want, not I want it, doing. I yeah. want it to be I, like I'll, I I'll wanted, start doing that stuff. And I'm like, I, I can't do this right now. I have to force myself away from it. I but I just want something simple and elegant where I I don't have to. I don't want to have to exp- explain how the game works so much. Mm-hmm. I want to explain how he circumnavigated the game. Where, like, if it's something like a simple foot race, I want the thing that he does to be the clever part, not the building of the game. Well, the foot race is good. Swimming, maybe? No one's swimming. Okay. In 30, below, ever. What about something like a rodeo? 
Okay. You know, it's a physical challenge, but it takes balance and uh, that kind of thing. My thing would be swimming, but he, like, rubs himself in grease first and just swims right through. Would rubbing yourself in grease help you swim? Yeah. No. Well, it keeps I've the cold out. Oh, okay. So if you're swimming in cold water, it's going to keep it warm. Hmm. Maybe. Something that he would be able to do. Or, like, wrestling where he's greased up. A lot of the – I'm thinking nomadic, and a lot of it was, like, wrestling and running and shooting archery. That's why I'm thinking I'm, rodeo. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, like, Celt- Celtic-Slavic. Mm-hmm. What if it's like capturing a bull or something like that? Like you have to you have to capture the bull, you have to lead it into an area, and he he finds a way to not to cheat because there's no rule against it. But there's like, well, you're supposed to put it in here, and he's like, I won, here it is, and they're like, eh, come on, you're supposed to drag it, yeah. or something, or like tease it in, and he's like, no, I just I calmed it down and I brought it in. I know how to do that. Yeah, or got it to run through a net or yeah. another thing or something. Yeah, I like that. It also reminds me of the Minoan or bull, like or just the thing. Or the mm. idea he just rode it in. Like he just got on his back and rode it in. Or he's been he's been feeding that bull every year. <laughs> <laughs> like, up until now and he's yeah. like and, and now he's he's basically been priming all the bulls in the stable to recognize him so that whichever one gets picked he's he can He's fine. That's awesome. That actually sounds I like great. that because it requires <laughs> So much planning. It's even funnier. It's even funnier if it is like a rodeo bull riding because the bull gets out and he just walks around and he's like, "How long do I have to stay on this?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a little too silly, but, it, it, but, oh, but it's it would, funny to me. It would even work. Like, but I almost want even the idea that it would work is um, when asked about it later, they're like, "So did you like? Did you know this event was going to happen? Do you know they were going to choose that bull?" And he was like, "Oh no, I just it's like doing it." I like hanging out with the bulls. They're fun. Like, he's, I just, I just, hmm. And then the ox is like, did, but for real, like, did you play in this? He's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 100%. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it took forever. <laughs> I like that. That's the one I like the most. Okay. Because it also, it's not just pure pure intelligence, too. And it's not it's not clever on the spot. It's more like, no, I planned. Yeah. I think ahead. Yeah. and But also pretty good-natured. Yeah. He didn't think of the evil way to do it. He was like, oh, this, this takes a while, but it'll get it done and no one will get hurt. This will be mm-hmm. the best way. Yeah, yeah something I like that. That, that, work? that works. That works really well. <clears throat> well, remember, you're going to have to spend a lot of time before that moment as with each caravan as they arrive explaining what they have. And then you could use each one as an opportunity that brings something new that explains like their way of law yeah. in a quick way. Just like a paragraph or two each. Maybe. I don't know. See, I love that kind of stuff. I like That's the part where I just want to hear everything, which is funny because I, I – I'm so terrified of writing it. Like that's the thing I don't want to sit down and I, go. And then there's this ooh, thing who had. I this. like writing. That. No, I know. I know. But the whole yeah. thing is like I've done that, and then I read it, and I'm like, no, no, because it's, it's not. It, it's so funny because that's my favorite part of fantasy and sci-fi books is when they get into the nitty gritty. But I do. I, I don't trust myself to do it well. I, I really. That's some of the shit that I hate the most. Really? Did you read the Song of Ice and Fire? Yeah. No. Does it really well? Yeah. But, but I think it's the exception. People complain about it. And I never understood why. People complain that he spends so much time I like it. I- explaining what people are eating. And I'm like, don't you see that that's a, that builds tension in the and, scene? Like, and also it's a part of who these people are. Yeah. And, but he, and he does take time with it. Every time he does that, it's normally because they are putting off discussing what's really going on. And one character has to wait while more and more shit comes out. And like the extravagance of it tells you more about what's happening. But people don't like it. No, and I, I love all the side stories or when they're telling – they're just straight up telling stories from the past. Yeah. As set up and they, the guy even is knowing – the person who's telling the story generally is telling a fable or something to learn from mm-hmm. history to someone. Nine times out of ten, they don't understand it. That's some of my favorite parts of uh, The Left Hand of Darkness by Ursula K. Le Guin. Mm-hmm. It just 
there's a cha- like in between the chapters there's just oh here's another part of this epic fable that everybody here believes that the main character it, it's kind of works as a foil for what the main character is going through she does that a lot oh I it, love the way she does that. It's really it's done really well, and I love it. I, I, I guess I, I should just get over my my fear of writing that stuff poorly because I just I should just write it poorly and then fix it and then fix yeah. it. <laughs> Anything else you want to workshop no, about that? No, that's yeah, that's just where I was stuck. Where I wrote two or three pages of the games, mm-hmm. and I hated it. It was so bad. Just just extra games and more games. Yeah, well, no, it was like there was like one or two things that happened. There was a long there was a long short foot race and a short foot race, and I was like, short foot race. There ain't no way thinking your way out of that. Fa- fastest guy is gonna win. It's too short to to be tricky about it. And then long foot race, Fox wins because he doesn't run all the way. He just kind of makes a like a gallop. Mm-hmm. He's like like yeah. uh, Clint. Uh, what's that guy's name? The Australian Cliff guy? Young. Cliff Young. Who just yeah. destroyed everyone? He just makes a in little his sixties. Yeah, that was yeah. that's I kind of stole it from that, and then you have the a couple of strength games that the ox is just not good at because there's skill involved, mm-hmm. and then the one that's just pure brute strength. He comes in second. That could be good. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it. <sighs> but that that bull thing I think is a good idea. I've never seen yeah, that like in a book. If it's a bull, and, if it, it and, could and be also the only else. it could be an ox. Yeah, it's true. Like hanging out with the ox. So uh, that could be a good uh, foreshadowing for the story, or, or what's the retelling of what is it when you tell the same? You tell the story oh, you're going to tell, um, and then you tell it. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. So it's the idea is that he, this whole time, has been becoming friends with these oxen so that when the time came for him to use them, they would help him. And now there's the ox yeah. that he's spent all this time. I get it because you were trying to use the fox to set the ox up with the other girl. Oh, yeah. And be like, no, well, she told me she'd win. She'd kiss the ox because she didn't think I'd win. And he's, he's got the actual ox. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> mess with his friend. Or like he, oh, and, okay. He so did it to set his while, friend up. For while a we're kiss. on this, yeah, I still need to come up with the idea of the pairing, which is I know I want. I, I think I want to do that during the wedding. People on the opposite of the wedding party are, are kind of how they do the what is it? Like she tossed the bouquet, and what's the the corsage? The garter? No, no, it's a garter. garter. The garter. The garter, yeah. and they, they kind of try and set people up because it's a wedding. Yay! I want a clever way the, for the fox to set up um, Joanna and the ox. I wonder if there is. You know, it'd be interesting if you just called them the fox and the ox the entire book. Because, I might need to. Because the road, it just refers to them as the man and the boy the entire book. Okay. But characters, when saying mind? their name, would get, have they would know their names. They don't have to say their name if they oh, know each other. Avoiding that would be weird, I think. I don't, it's not It's not weird in, uh, well, I guess nobody knows Nobody knows anyone's name. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's lots of symbolic stuff that you could do from a wedding, like if, like a special glass that they both drink out of or a... I was trying to think of maybe if there was like a musical chairs like thing and he um, knows what the song is and he's counting the whole time mm-hmm. and he starts switching people at, like he starts switching places with him. He's the one standing next to him and he's switching places with him to get him where he needs to go. Yeah, you could look at um, I, I think there's probably some game theory about musical chairs and stuff like that, like about how to how to always come out ahead. Just think about really? It. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah, yeah but that's frivolous in my opinion well it's a it's a it's a it's, frivolous pursuit it's, it, but it's yeah. also it's a pursuit it the whole point is to be like one the fox is smart enough to get a lot of shit done two he's willing to waste an inordinate amount of time to learn a thing to help his friend he's like oh he likes that girl okay done i'm thinking like a three-legged race and he just messes up all the other pairs with pairing but like oh no they shift to the right they shift to the left those two are going to get it be in, do you know what what uh captures him or takes him away Oh yeah, just yeah. There's there's northern raiders because there's a civil war, mm-hmm. which is based on the idea where like in the Ottoman Empire, if you're the oldest 
son and you were risen to sultan, the first thing you do is kill your brothers. All of them. By law. By law, they are sentenced to death instantly. Okay. And anyone who, who harbors them is immediately criminal. So what you have is three kids who, and before that happens, they don't do it just in case you die and they need more heirs. So the whole story is it's a winner-take-all society. And when things go bad, other people die. And it's to contrast with that very, essentially communist group. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a civil war going on because there's a younger brother who's hiding out in the south who's being held by his his essentially his own army that he controlled that refused to give him up when, Interesting. when his brother came to power. Because his brother is a twat? No, just because it's law. It's, his brother doesn't even want to have his other brother killed. It's just law that when you're the oldest, you kill everyone else. Interesting. To consolidate power. So is there a way – because until he gets to the fox, which I'm assuming is going to happen pretty quickly, right? He's going to get to him, not free or stuff, but they have to, like, escape yeah. together and stuff. I could be totally wrong. I'm just assuming. Is there a way for him to start facing these challenges and, like, comes up against adversity they normally power through and be like, okay, well, what would the fox do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and for him to have those moments, the fox needs to say things to him before then. Like, you know, like, how did you figure this out? Well, I, f- well, I think this way, you know? Yeah. Like, like little bits of wisdom from him. Yeah, I'm going to need those. And because um, part, part of the story of the Oxes is a guy who is afraid of everything and relies on his strength. He has the strength to endure. I want it to become the strength of everything. I think you mm-hmm. could do vice versa, too, where the fox would be in a position where he would have to remember... He can't think of any good way to, to talk his way out of a problem. He's like, ah, fuck it. He's like, you just have to endure right now. He's like, he's like trying to hold something, and he's like, I just got it. It hurts so bad. And he's like, the ox wouldn't give up. <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. I like it. What about you, Max? Um, I am stuck on the pirate story, and I've also been writing an RPG for my friend. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really worked on the pirate thing. But I'm, I'm really – I want to get the, um, the Marine mm-hmm. Lieutenant in – but I'm trying to figure out the best way of doing that, of having the story told from two different viewpoints. You could do it chapter for chapter. Mm-hmm. Lots of people do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easy because then you get to switch gears from voice to voice. Yeah. Or you um, could do the thing where anytime where their thoughts align on a specific thing, you just switch to that character. Yeah. Those are the only two ways I've seen it done where it wasn't confusing. Like okay. where, where it's like a guy looked at the sun and he thought this. And as he, this guy looked at the sun, he did you know, like, okay. the captain looks at the sun, thinks this, thinks about this, you know, this mm-hmm. is what time it is. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And then the lieutenant is just, he's like, he sees the sun and he just squints. Yeah, and then you describe his surroundings and then it put in the context of what he's doing at that same moment. Okay, yeah, I like that because I've been wondering. Only you can't do the sun because it's at night for that first chapter that is yeah which you guys said shouldn't be the first chapter well it's a shame there's no other celestial body at night that you would squint at 
I guess it's my own bullshit, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying, but yeah, that's just one. If I wanted to do the Marine, if I want to do the Captain, if I want to do them both, I've been thrown through a loop. No, you can, and also you can start there at chapter one. You're going to need to go back eventually. Yeah, but you can do that I at your leisure because I would. I want to write about this world, and it's What's... kind of a treatise on my <clears throat> disapproval of the American Revolution. Because we don't really get. <laughs> because we don't really get. Uh, Oh my god! Oh, I love it when you say that because everyone's always surprised. Yeah, because because we never got an outline like a real one. What's your uh, plot for this story? Like, do you have a basic outline? Uh, basic outline is the um, there's going to be a revolution where the colonists join up with another country and France. Well, I France stand in a goal <laughs> where they're going to be doing it, but they're really doing it. I'm for already their, using that. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not using it. My, I, t- my story I, science fiction. I'm using it. <laughs> but the, the French, they're doing it for their ulterior motives. Mm-hmm. And he can just to, you know, get in good on there. And he can see that. So he escapes. He gets to the south to a um, St. Augustine type fort. And he wants to take it over as a base for the um, the Navy that will be coming from the main continent. And he has to talk to um, the local pirates. The pirates that he's been fighting, he now needs them as a naval force. Okay. Kind of like um, Jackson did in Battle of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. He got the pirates to come in and help him. Because he hated the British more than he hated pirates. Yeah. yeah. And it would be the same thing where he would be. Because he hated the British more than he hated anything. Yeah. Well, I think he hated the British more than anyone has ever hated anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a story when he was like 12 years old there taking his mom away. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the they, British officer punched him with a sword. Well, no. He, they be, they were beating his, they basically turned them into slaves in their like labor camp and they were beating his brother to death in front of him oh that's and he raised story. his hand to stop them and they shoved yeah. the bayonet through it and then he watched his brother be beaten to death yeah and then he got real sick his mom came and saved him but he still completely almost died on the on the way yeah. back to his house and they killed his dad didn't they yes yeah before that ever happened and then he became well i guess he was andrew jackson but he became like the wolverine version of Andrew Jackson. <laughs> old hickory yeah but he i want to go he with lived that. to be 96 <laughs> he's going to convince the pirates that the time they had before of him chasing them and them being was so much better than them living in a country that hated them mm-hmm. as opposed to them living in colonies where the main country hates them hmm so kind of you know the Offering them a kind of amnesty. Rather have one tyrant 3,000 miles away than 300 tyrants one mile away. But flipping it to where he wouldn't think of his king as a tyrant. But he's like, listen, what we were doing before worked out way better for you than if they have a navy 10 miles away from you. Yeah. So the pirates will... They'll be much faster to respond. Yeah. Also, they'll be mostly made out of ex-pirates because that's what our navy really was made of. (laughs) So he'll get the pirates and they will um, take the fort. Last half the... Last quarter of the book will... So I'm just saying, at the end of this, are you just like really celebrating the concept of empire? Yeah. Okay. As long as you know that's what you're doing. Oh, no. Because you have to write your stranger in a strange land after this. Because I was in in the museum at St. Augustine and they have a setup of the uh, East Florida Rangers. And it was a group of people who fought for the British Empire. And I thought that was really cool. And I wanted to write a story about it, but set in a different universe. Because I want them to have motorboats and real naval guns. This sounds cool, man. I'm, yeah. I'm for it. I like writing. I like making things like the uh, sail apple grenade. I've got a lot of notebooks of that kind of stuff of just designing the world and then writing a story based in it. What's your uh, your main commander? What's his deal? Like, like what's uh, – because he needs personality. Like, yeah, really he's needs a very – 
rich, foppish kind of guy. He is the son of a duke, so he has everything taken care of. I'm worried about, like, his personal worries while he's doing this. His personal worry is glory and advancement. Mm -hmm. Everything he does is to walk into the Admiralty and get a new pin on his jacket. But why? Is he, like, trying to impress his dad, or is it, like, he feels... Social advancement, just to show everyone else. Okay. That, he's really full of himself. Well, he needs full to of show himself. you his Pokemons. <laughs> and he's full of himself and the concept of Empire. Okay. And he's going to go through and eventually see the shitty underpinnings of that Empire that he would have never seen before because he's at the very top level of it. And then what is the path of the Marine? Does he follow him or is the Marine going to help fight him? The Marine's going to follow him because what I want to happen is when the um, capital city, Richthaven, is attacked, he's going to run back to his ship and I want most of his crew to try to arrest him because they are the low class of the low and they're like, no, this is going to be a good thing for us. And he's like, no, it's for the king. We must do this. And they're like, yeah, fuck the king. We don't care. He's like, what do you, no, you can't say that. And then the Marine's going to help him get away. I wonder if there's a good opportunity for the main thrust of their character arcs to be any time that they actually have to get together mm-hmm. and he has to lower himself to the Marines level to be like, hey, yeah. listen, I, I, nobody tells me the truth because of my rank. Like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, well, fuck. All right, this is what's or, really going on, and this yeah. and this and this. But it's but it'd also be a good way to do it. He's like, it's like I'm, I do this. I always knew you were a man loyal to the king. And he's like, fuck the king. I'm loyal to you. <laughs> yeah. like I've never seen the king in my life. I, I never will. Yeah. I like that. That, but that should be yeah. the whole point. So there should like, be there should be a good reason why he's loyal to just him. Maybe there's something that particular guy did for him, like stood up for him, or or, or did, even or took the fall for something because he's just like, oh, that's part of my duty. That's just what or I just, do. Or just and, let and, him he, be, and it really mattered. Or the idea of like he gets to he's he's advanced beyond what he, he possibly thought he could be. When he asked him, he's like, why did you do that? He's like, because you were good at your job. You're good at your job. You get to go up. You get to keep to a point. It. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a gentleman. You can't, you can't you be can the be. king. You're not going to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, the king like, could be as bad as his job as he wants. Yeah. So you, you certainly could be a colonel. I like that. Yeah, I got to think of the... Uh, Their relationship, I think, sounds yeah. like the thrust of your book. Because then, like, once you have moments like that, you can separate the two of them. Yeah. And then the audience knows where they're coming from, you know? And you can have them butt heads on, on certain things. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of to the middle of the whole thing where the captain always thought the aristocracy was the greatest thing and, and then it ends of great. course with the thing that must happen which is pirate nation well they're gonna help him and then second third book you know just see all the people who started the revolution hanging i wonder what happens to your marine like what's his where does he end when this book is over because if you're he's obviously george washington <laughs> he'll kill you in your sleep on christmas george washington uh one of those sail apples at the end he's yeah he's hanging <laughs> i think um what I was going to say is your your captain um, at the yeah. end becomes disenfranchised with the Empire, even though he receives, like, a high accolade. Yeah. What's what's the arc that your Marine ends at, do you think? Like, what's what's the most opposite of where he started? Where he started would be... Or, or, where's, what, or what is interesting and inevitable? I think for him, he could be knighted and brought up into that and just bring a new wave of that kind of mindedness into the aristocracy. Anybody else think it's really weird... That all of the British knights right now are bards. It's like no. from a D and D perspective. No, because like, there there are other knights. They just they're not famous. Like mathematicians and scientists still get knighted. And yeah, but I mean, like there soldiers, are no soldiers still get knighted. Soldiers get knighted. Soldiers still get knighted. Oh, you I didn't just, know that. You just don't hear about them because they're not famous for it. Oh, it's true. And most of them also do not want to be famous for it. Pretty sure, sure. Elton John could kick some ass though. Really. Yeah. In his high-heeled boots, <laughs> he owns a football team. I'm pretty sure he could throw <laughs> okay, down. Yeah, I think that... if I accidentally bumped into him, he might break his leg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is a portly, off-balance. Yeah, but he's scrappy, old English portly. 
<laughs> to where if you were trying to take he's, the last like sausage, he bowl, might be queen bitch. I'm not sure how scrap. He might have a good slap. Yeah, and that's all I'm. I'm really giving him. I saw this fucking picture today. But it was this girl in like leggings with like this pseudo mohawk and the 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 black lipstick, and she's standing like she's she's like fifty pounds overweight and soft as a fucking jelly donut. It says, "I call this look. I'm ready to destroy every man with my bare hands." And I'm just like, destroy one. <laughs> Looking at this picture, I'm like, what do you mean by destroy? God. With your bare hands, like you are the softest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I, I, what, what the hell does that mean? People are. I saw. I was subbing uh, for drama today, and these girls are sitting up there, and they're like, "Yeah, I used to be so punk and emo," and they're like, "If you just get a flannel jacket, you'd be so grunge." This look is grunge. She had like a necklace. She's like, "Yeah, this is the new grunge look," and I'm like, "Have you heard about f- this thing called fuck? soft grunge?" No, but I didn't know any of these soft, soft grunge is my favorite shit. It just should be called diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, those are fashions now? Yeah, like, no, yeah. I mean, they always were fashion, but now they're just, like... Oh, no, but the whole thing is they... They were also, subculture, musical they, subculture. Yeah, they've been completely divorced from the subcultures that they were involved in. There is no flagship band of anything anymore. I guess it's my turn, right? Unless you got more you want to workshop, we can we can do that. <clears throat> it's really the RPG, and this is not the place to no. talk about it. Okay. Thank oh. you. I appreciate the help. Hey, no problem, man. I, also, I wish there was more we could help you with. I want to help you design the uniforms at some point. Hell yeah. I think there's like a company our... called Hugo Boss that uh, did uniforms for an army once. Yeah. Something good. <laughs> well, to be fair, they were very striking. They were they, – that, that is, is an excellent which is, adjective. For which, is why, <laughs> which is why they're the villains in everything. It's true. Do you remember when we came up with uh, Steampunk Star Trek? Yeah. That, that would have been good. Colonial Star Trek. Yeah, and their ships that – fart and sputter in space <laughs> airships airships okay air trek all right so what i've got is the chapter after the bear attack which isn't it's not a bear but you guys yeah. know what i'm talking about the owl bear they're working their way back to his village and so far what i have is malcolm and kelvin are walking back and kelvin's like where are your shoes or your foot coverings like are they and he's like i left them in the cave and kelvin like looks back and he's like do you need them you know like and he's and he's like i don't know i, I don't know I, I think i'll be okay and he's like then why do you wear them and he's like well the ground where i come from is different it's hard and there's really sharp things you can step on and it's hard to it's really hard to explain <laughs> if you've never yeah. seen it and they get to a clearing and Kilvin motions with his hands and a bunch of Wilviks drop down from the trees. And, and he's like, OK, any sign of, uh, of any more or, you know, is it this? And they're like, no, nothing else. And he's like, no, no markings. No, this. They're like, no, he didn't leave anything. There were no there's no tracks, no trails. If he was looking for somebody, we couldn't tell. And he's like, damn, maybe we should have waited longer. And Malcolm's like the bear. No, there were markings in the cave. I saw them. It even showed some of the Wilviks. If you go back to the cave, you'll see them. But, I, you know, it's dangerous. And they're like, no, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> And then he realizes that they were watching him the whole time, and he gets very upset because he's like, "What is this? Just is this fun to you? Like, like I'm bait to catch these things? Is that what is that what you're doing this for? Like, you could have shown me the right way. Was I even going the right way? Takes it very personally, and that's all I've got so far because I've it took me forever of trying to write their track back to even come up with that, which I think is a good starting place. Yeah. But I need what I need to happen in this chapter is that Kilvin now takes full responsibility for Malcolm. Malcolm's no longer a prisoner, but they can't just let him go because he'll die. He's also clearly helpless. He doesn't know anything, but they're going to put him to work in the village. What I need is a scene like those two things that I just talked about to transition their way back to him getting a job. and, and I think even chopping firewood would be something he was so inept at mm-hmm. that anyone in the world would know how to do. 
That's a good that point. Kind of well, but Basic. the whole thing is with his size difference, within an hour he'd be able to chop more wood than a Wilvix. Maybe, but well, because it's he technique just too. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't but, have it down, and they would be like, they'd see him doing it. They wouldn't let him go for an hour. Well, I was know? thinking because well, then he would pick up all the wood. Yeah, especially how their legs seem to be designed. There's no way <laughs> they'd be able to support that much weight. My my worry, my, my problem is really literally just the writing the transition between where they are in the woods now, where Malcolm finds out that mm-hmm. information, to them getting back to Kilvin's home. Because once from there, I think I, I've got a few ideas, like like them having conversations him. of like, what? Do, so what do you people eat? Your people? And he's mm-hmm. like, well, I eat the stuff that you serve. That stuff's fine. He's like, right, but you know, do you need more? Is there meat? Do you eat? And he's like, yeah, I eat meat. You know, <laughs> like I eat all that stuff. And they have to kind of be like, okay, well, we'll we'll get you some you the, know, stuff. You can have you can have him freak out. And then the next line is like, and they didn't like after he freaks out and they say enough of that. He's like, and they didn't speak the entire way back, the entire way back into the next day. And then you can have a, just a scene where in the middle of the day, door of whatever it is is now just open because Kilvin isn't afraid at all yeah. of him running away. That's, that's a good idea. <clears throat> well, and then, and then it could be something really innocent. And it, I think Kelvin should be the first one who goes like, so, you're, so you're, do you, you're on the right track. He's like, now. so yeah, what do you want? What I'm looking for. What do you want to do? We've never asked you this before. What do you want to do? What and he's like, do, I, yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, just really get down to it. Like, it's not interrogation in the same sense, but just, like, really, like, who are you? Yeah. What can you do? Come on, let's let's figure something out. Because if you're going to stay here, you need to— You have to, to pull your weight. Yeah. Like, not only you have to pull your weight, but you're a child. You have to improve. Like, you have to be, yeah. you know, learn things. And I'd say in that time span, it would be interesting to explore his realization that the Kilvin were afraid of him, mm-hmm. where he's been terrified. Like, oh, Wilvick, sorry. He's been scared this whole time. And then all of a sudden he sees them and he's like, they were scared of me. They were wondering what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kil- yeah. Kelvin can explain that to him. Yeah. Like maybe. Yeah. Um, or, but, or even or even <clears throat> if he just, if he actually gets to go out into the, the village at some point, he can realize like they're very quick. They have very, um, they have really good dexterity. When they strike, they strike very firmly, but he's stronger than them. He's not even full grown. Mm-hmm. He's stronger than them. That could be good. And I, I think that that's a good opportunity for me to just fucking write the fluff you know what i mean yeah because like I, I don't i really don't write the fluff if you i mean you guys have been reading what i've written up to this point you see like i really just try to hint at little parts that fit together when i do that and that's i mean i don't want to i don't want to discount that because I, I do like books that are written that way but it's really fucking hard <laughs> to do that to, to pick and choose your moments yeah 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 and you really have to say okay well i'm leaving this part out and i'm leaving this part out like i think it's okay to do an info dump once you've gotten somebody this far Right, and they, they, they really – people are going to want to know everything about and these characters by now. Again, if you're already invested in Malcolm, you could dump some info onto him. He can have make an internal decision or conclusion about it. You get a little more characterization, and because he's the way that you see it and it's being presented that way, you care more because it's through Malcolm's eyes. Mm-hmm. It's, you're, it's not an info dump or it's not just an info dump. It's, it's an info dump and something he's going to need to be made aware of. Okay. Yeah, no, or like I, it's an info dump with purpose for him. And I, I got to find a way for him to find out information. I need to decide what comes out of Kilvin and what he discovers on his own. Yeah, that's that's a thing too because I think Kilvin at this point is going to be like, okay, look, I'm a dad. I'm going to have to treat you like a child because it's not fair how you're being treated. Well, not only not fair, it's like you're you're going to be hurt by your involvement in our village unless somebody here actually provides for you with information we are stunting you in some way in some yeah. important way <clears throat> and uh probably introduces children 
like they, they've they're in it, but I mean like actually Malcolm can talk to them now and and uh, they can ask him like so you can have an info dump the reverse way where they're asking him questions, but their questions how they phrase them give information about how they their work. world. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot to <laughs> I've got a lot to unpack, but I, I really just couldn't even picture the transition from this moment where Malcolm finds out the truth about why he was out there. To getting back home, but I guess it just like just they, shut they, him, didn't, they didn't speak. Have him shut down. Or Malcolm thought a lot about the, like this thing and this thing, but he came to no he he made no conclusions, or he right. didn't come into to any realization, or he didn't feel better about them. And you can cut out all that. We're like you could have an interesting scene or an interesting moment, mm-hmm. or you could just say and it, nothing happened. So I need to also make some world building decisions, not from the sense of like how the world works. But the next characters that Malcolm's going to be introduced to, I need to decide what <coughs> clan they're in mm-hmm. and how they fit into the hierarchy of the village so that when they show up later for the tournament and uh, – sorry, the expedition like fight and stuff, that it matters. Malcolm needs to start learning the martial art because he's like, your people know how to fight. I don't know how they fight, so I'm just going to teach you how I fight. And he's like, I don't know how to fight at all, so this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Maybe sending him, sending him out hunting with the women because they do they, – they go out um, scouting and hunting. But he's just terrible at it because he's so heavy and slow, you know, but strong. Maybe they could make for him like a stronger bow that nobody else could – only the strongest like Wilvix could pull. And it's really hard for him, but he can do it. I, I don't know. That's that's what I'm thinking. Or, or even just the reveal like after he gets good at it for a while and he's like, can you make a bigger one? That could we've, work. We've never made a bigger one. He was like, "It'd be funny." <laughs> then he gets to the human area. They give him a bow, and it's way too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, still too hard. It's so hard for him. He's like, "No, this is too strong. I'm sorry, I can't do it." So, okay, thanks, guys. I, I think uh, yeah. that that's giving me a lot. That, that gives me the transition, and now I'll just do the basic wor- Lego world building yeah. blocks of who he talks to and, and what clan and that kind of thing. And that uh, that gives me a couple cool scenes. What what jobs could he do? You said chopping wood, Even hunting, basic blacksmithing, with I, making nails. But when I, yeah, what I'm what I'm thinking of is is stuff that involves strength and stamina. Mm-hmm. Even something that he's not particularly skilled at, he can just do it for longer. Or what if there's some uh, techniques that we would think of as being classically womanly, like uh, like in, in the old world. Mm-hmm. They, um, so like weaving things, making yeah. fabric. Because remember, Kilvin made his clothes. Yeah. So if it's like everybody participates in that, that Malcolm can realize that he likes doing that. He's like, he's like, oh, I didn't realize I would like doing this. He's like, my mom never sewed anything, you know. <laughs> like, I, like, I don't know anybody who sews anything. We always bought clothes. But he like enjoys small stuff like that, and maybe there's a payoff for that later. Yeah. Or well, and also he he's still a human. He's still got good hands. Yeah. What if he like pushes the grindstone for their wheat? Well, I'm, I'm well, <laughs> like Conan yeah. the Barbarian yeah. in the beginning of the movie. Well, I'd imagine they'd have it on a water mill, right? Because they they control water a lot. Yeah, and then they're not idiots. They're using like they wouldn't if they if there was a job in the, in the village that required strength, they would have found a way around it. I just imagine them using a donkey. <laughs> Round and around. Yeah, but the idea – I like the idea of, like, they think he can't do anything until he carries a heavy load mm-hmm. and just doesn't seem yeah, that's to the care. Thing humans were very dexterous. Like, they'd see a big guy well, and, like, oh. Also, uh, well, I was having – Especially um, kids that age learn yeah. fast. Yeah, but I was, I was having – I was reading one of those articles of, like, humans can't do anything well except for long-distance running, and it was yeah. comparing them to horses. And then the comparison for lifting was, like, Oh, well, this, you know, 300-pound guy can only lift 800 pounds, but this elephant can lift this much more. But then you look at the weight of the elephant, and you're like, humans are better at lifting than elephants. But Fuck not, you. But not better than gorillas. But not better not than gorillas. Not even close. 
chimpanzees half our weight can list double <laughs> double what we can. Yeah, yeah, but how many humans do they have in zoos? That's an excellent two. point. Number no, one. No, they have two. One. They have two humans in zoos. No, I'm talking about gorillas and chimpanzees. No, they have two. They have two humans in zoos. You're going to have, have their own zoos. <laughs> Wait, do chimpanzees and gorillas have zoos? Yeah, they have. They have. There's four major zoos, and two of them have humans. Explain. I think he's no, thinking of Planet of the Apes. <laughs> no, I'm just giving you. Planet of the Apes have the shittiest zoo ever. They've yeah. only got two humans. <laughs> well, they're dead. They're dead and stuff. They right, like right. All right. Well, that's it for me, guys. Thank you. Um, hopefully, we'll have something worth reading next time we meet. If I hope we ever have anything worth reading. <laughs> bad storytellers. Whoop. So now we're going to move on to the bad story trailers part of the podcast where we roll the dice, pick the genres, and come up with a movie idea. Right. Boom, boom, boom. Do the first honors. 69. Seven, actually. 67? Nope, just seven. Just seven? Man, that was a roller coaster. <laughs> 007, oh, actually. Adventure General. We've had this one before. An adventure story is about a protagonist who journeys to epic or distant places to accomplish something. It can have many other genre elements included within it because it is very open genre. <laughs> I like the sound of that. All right. 23. 23. Gangster. Adventure, gangster adventure. I'm into it. Okay. All right. Like Last Man Standing with Bruce Willis. Wasn't that Yojimbo? Yeah, again. Okay. Let's see. The description of gangster. 25% of movies are just remakes of Kurosawa movies. Gangster is literature that focuses on gangs, criminal organizations, which provide a level of organization and resources that support much larger and more complex criminal transactions than an individual criminal could achieve. Gangsters are the subject of many movies, particularly from the period between 1930 and 1960. What lawyer came up with criminal transaction? Like they were involved in criminal transactions. Now they robbed us and then shot some guy's kneecaps. Drug well, deals. Drug deals are criminal. Criminal transactions. transactions arms. Or, yeah. But I mean, they use that as a blanket term for criminal acts. Do they? Even in the description there. Does it? Yeah. More complex criminal transactions. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Here we go. 62. Mystery. All um, right. A gangster mystery adventure. Yeah, that's fit. A mystery story follows an investigator as he or she attempts to solve a crime. The details and clues are presented as the story continues and the protagonist discovers them. And by the end of the story, the perpetrator and motive behind the crime are revealed and the perpetrator is brought to justice. All right. How about an internal investigation? Within a mob? Yeah. So there, there's something has gone – something terrible has gone on a big scale. Big thing went down. Mm-hmm. No one really knows what's going on because they're mobsters. So you don't really get to find out the details of anything involved. A guy in the mob is internally investigating what went down. What if it's – So what's, um, what's the big adventure part of it though? Maybe, maybe the mob is um, worldwide. Maybe it's yeah. a worldwide crime. So you have a guy being brought in from a faraway place – well, I'd, I'd imagine what if what if he's like what a top level mob guy who's like, I got to go undercover in the organization now, and he like reenlists as a new guy, undercover boss, but mafia edition. Yeah, and and he and they he ends up going to all these places, and everybody's like, man, you're going, you're going to be sent to you know uh, Tony Patoni's place yeah. <laughs> in uh in Tangiers. Like, how'd you get that gig? He's like, nah, you know, I got resources. He's like, he likes me, the boss likes me, but it's actually him. I was thinking more like. What if they were hunting down um, people who are kept by the government, the witness protection? If they were just hunting them down, that's that a good idea adventure. too. Damn, that's the know. detective story, the adventure, and the crime, right? Or mystery, sorry. It'd be it'd be cool to have a mob character as the protagonist against the government. Yeah, and he's hunting down 
And he finds like a bigger. So what? But, if, but I but I don't want I don't but I don't want him to seem like a cold hearted killer. Like he's trying to figure something out. Yeah. Like because if it's just you're tra- like tracking someone, you're you know, a you know what would be cool is if is if um he's part of a large mafia and something happens to them and they're like, how's this even work? What's going on? Somebody's crooked, and he finds out it was this branch of government, and he's like, what? Like the gov like government did this, but it's not. But he finds out like the triads had something happen, so he's got to go all the way to China to talk to their guys and be like, did something like this happen to you? It happened to us too. And they find out that the Chinese government's in collusion with the American government to do like some other like big deal, and there's some secret organization running the world Illuminati. Uh, That's where it goes the adventure. Ma- the mafia the- versus the Illuminati. Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I love that, and it's not even against the uh, d- direct. The direct government. It's not the day to day. We're yeah. you know putting up signposts. It's like the secret government, and they've been Skull trying to, and bones. They've been trying to take down organized crime because they're the only people with the, the large enough resources to like figure it out. Yeah, I like it. Or even it's it's just somebody specific was killed mm-hmm. because that person was involved with them or knew something, and and, and this guy yeah. has to has to do it. And then like it's like hey, you had any weird uh, deaths uh, up here in the uh, Chinatown? <laughs> like, like, and it's like this isn't Chinatown. This is China. Yeah, yeah. and it, or or just or even the idea they're like you know deaths happen all the time in the in you know in our line of work. And he's like, this don't feel right though. This don't feel right. This is this is there's something weird. Let me let me lay out and he'll like explain what happened with this death and then they're like, okay, yes, that's too similar. Yes, hold on. <laughs> like, and uh, and then like he he and the Chinese. Get some guy who's like an informant, beat the shit out of him together, and he's like, "Hang on, I gotta get the information out of him." But they're like, "No, no, we kill informants." And he's like, "You can kill him when I'm done. Just I gotta get this information. I just flew all the way over here." It sounds too much like a comedy, but it's not what I mean. Like, yeah, well, it's also a little fish out of water. Yeah, but I think that could work. Yeah, okay, no, I so, think that's great. So our, our I don't want to do Italian mafia because that's too normal, right? So Irish mafia is being popularized by uh, that show. Ray Donovan. Yeah, Ray Donovan is – they're focusing on Irish mob. So is Daredevil right now. Yeah. So um, – Punisher did it. Yeah. So what if it's – um? what's – I mean Russian mafia. Be like Peaky Blinders, just some uh, – Yeah, just str- straight up English game. Well, no, what if, what if it's they're, a lower – they're, they're not straight up English. That's the problem. Well, what if yeah. it's a lower Fucking, tier? They're pikeys. What if it's like a lower tier, like town specific I was going to say the Purple mob. Gang never gets credit anymore. The Purple Gang? They were the Jewish Mafia, and they were the most feared. All the other mafias would hire them to kill people because they were so crazy. Elvis referenced them in the uh, Jailhouse Rock. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, what if, it's, what if it's a new one? What if it's like a new, very small one, and something bad happens, and this guy's like, hang on. Like, we're the only thing. We're the only game in town. Yeah, we're the only game in this very small town. How? Who would put a hit out on this? They're trying to make us – like maybe it's somebody's trying to make them – fight against a different like a bigger mafia yeah. and he's like no 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 no, no. something's fishy i would say la ma but i don't want to do the accent what's that that mexican gang it's all the mexican gangs put together they call themselves la ma yeah the cartels if yeah. if we could evolve the cartels the triads the yakuza you know the, the russian mafia i forgot what they were called and then you know the mafia <laughs> like but it's the small gang where are they based like it has to be a town i want to be in like <clears throat> iowa for some reason yeah, it's got to be like a bigger deal. Like it's they, they're they're Cincinnati. new Cincinnati. 
Cincinnati. Cincinnati town, but not Twin Cities, but right? not a not a town that you think of as like a crime capital. Mm-hmm. Where like Chicago, Detroit. What New about York. Alaska? Alaska has a lot of drug dealing and crime going. Yeah, on. no, but too it's also out, it, but it's small. also mall. It's also that's very small scale. That's oh, six guys. Shit. Texas. Yeah, like between Austin and Houston. Laredo. Or, or, sorry, between Austin and Dallas. Straight up Fort Worth. Yeah, something something happened where crime's starting to rise and these guys are like no 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 we gotta we gotta we gotta take a handle on this because it can't be this high or else we're gonna get government attention so this small group of of texas gangsters that are just otherwise look like normal people yeah and they're a little hank hilly about it like (laughs) i don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't speak any chinese but it looks uh looks messed up to me but i know what a murder looks like (laughs) yeah (laughs) don't hit him so hard i'm trying to question him I think Hank could God be. Damn. Yeah. I think I think the the main character's name could be Hank. Yeah, that'd be great. Just straight up Hank. Can it be called Hank versus the Illuminati? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because that ruins it. That ruins yeah. the because it's a mystery. Oh, you get up in the woods with your badger costumes and you you're you're fucking each other. God damn it, Bobby! Uh. <laughs> I don't know what kind of weird sex orgy crap you all doing, but it, you killed my friend. <laughs> we were gonna have a sex orgy. And you killed him. <laughs> I had a nice barbecue planned. <laughs> The game was on. Yeah. You heard of this wife swapping? <laughs> well, I don't, it don't make no sense to me, but I hear they like it. Who'd want another wife? <laughs> I already hate the one I got. You get yeah. yelled at in surround sound. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's uh, think of a name for this. So it's Hank. It's the Texas Mafia. He's not the leader, right? He's got to no. be like he's got to be one of the guys. He's a, who's just like all he's, right. He's a mid-level guy who they can. Trust. Send yeah, but also send on something and it doesn't all fall apart. Mm-hmm. He's not a, he's you know so he's not a, he's not a red pole. So somebody killed one of their guys and planted evidence to make it look like it was the fucking Italian mob or some other you know mm-hmm. maybe maybe because uh, big oil is is big in in Russia. So who would be what? Or sorry, big big oil is is big in Texas. So mm-hmm. who would be into it? You think maybe Russia or anyone Native Americans? Oh, no. When is this? Now. Yeah. Now. Okay. Yeah, so what is it? Like Gazprom or something over in Russia? One of the big companies? Um, China is actually like jonesing for oil real bad. So we we'll say it's the, the triads. Yeah. Make, try to make it look like it's the triads. They came in from the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Cartel. What am I talking yeah, about? Yeah, done. Yeah, so they, they try to make it like it's a cartel. So this guy has to meet with a cartel. And then finds out that they, uh, he's like... He's like, one us, and he was like, "Who's looking for oil?" And he's like, "Chinese are looking for oil." And he goes to the the Chinese and finds out that it's a there's uh, another another like, and they but he asks around in, in the cartel, and there's been a couple murders that have kind of hit and, the same and when, thing. And when he shows up, like two two people who were um, mid level go, they just ghost. Yeah. They're gone, and like that's a separate problem they're dealing with at the same time. And this guy's like, "What do you? You got a problem with your people? What's going on?" And they're like, "Well, just." Don't worry about it. Like, you know, it's not none of your business. He's like, listen, when this happened and I said I was going to look, we lost some people. They vanished. And uh, I think they were responsible. So that's all I'm saying. You know, like we, we could work in this. And then maybe they. he's like, I'll help you. I'll help you find these guys. And then that's where it starts and goes. Because that's an adventure, right? He goes yeah. to Mexico. He goes to China. He goes to Japan. It'd be funny it, that he's it, he's it, the peacemaker between all of these. It <laughs> ends It ends on a, uh, it ends on a, like a natural gas Derek in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would like a uh, a submarine complex, you know, because it's the Illuminati. Right? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can have whatever yeah. you want. I think we should and have every, Beyonce run, get away. Or, in, in it's fact, not going to end up on the moon. And, and, well, just, no, it's stupid. <laughs> but the whole thing is like run silent, run deep. I like that. Yeah. The end of the movie is Beyonce is getting away, 
And so there's going to be a sequel. God, I, it's just Beyonce and Holtz. And, and Justin Bieber. Don't but forget, he's Jay-Z also Jay-Z is going to be really? running it. You no, know? yeah. He's too stupid. Jay-Z and the Illuminati. Maybe we could, that's the name of the movie. <laughs> Jay-Z and the Illuminati. It's Illuminati. Oh, God damn it. All right, so what's our movie? What's the name? It's about... Don't reference the Illuminati. Don't reference no, 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 that's no, the secret villain. Yeah. DC Cab. What if we call it The Peacemaker? I like that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yes. Fitz Texas. Fitz, what is he doing? Yeah. And he he, he carries that gun. He's like, yeah, also, another thing I heard. He's like, why do you call it carry a revolver? And he's like, doesn't jam. Yeah. He's like, what if there's more than six guys? Got another one. <laughs> <laughs> he literally just pulls out another gun. And they're like, okay. Watching The Wiz today. And <laughs> I, just, I love it with this. Is Richard the- Pryor comes on and they're like, oh, my God, it's Steve Harvey. And I'm like, that's not Steve Harvey. And they're like, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. no, it's Richard Pryor. And they're like, no, that's Steve Harvey. They all had Google. It's war to the death that Richard Pryor was Steve Harvey. And it made me sad. Is there a movie already called The Peacemaker? I don't know. Probably. And it's probably a Western. Isn't there a movie called DC Cab? Yes. Yeah. It's- <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> that's that's yes. what I was looking at. Senor T. It came out in 1997. I think we're safe. Three stars. Yeah, it sucks. You've seen it? No, but it looks bad. It's got what about George the, Clooney, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> what about The Peacemaker, bro? Actually, I want to make a movie now called um, uh, Dude Fest in Toklahoma. It's an epic stoner movie. Okay. <laughs> I see it as kind of like, what was that, Finding Woodstock or whatever movie? Yeah, only, yeah. only about the Shangri-La of weed. Yeah. It's my dream because I think Tokohoma is hilarious. We should make that movie. <laughs> what was his? All right, so there's pacifist, peacenik, which is he's not a peacenik. No, uh, pacifier. That's already a movie with yeah, Vin Diesel. Stupid. The intermediary, the go-between, conciliator, negotiator, the concierge. Concierge. That that it's like. Oh, would you like to yeah. book something? Conciliary. The traveler. You call it the, the recon- wanderer. The reconciliation. Shotgun Higgins. Hobo with a shotgun. Lone Star. Hank does Shanghai. The Arbiter. Lone Star. Ooh. Lone Star Hate. Look it up. The Arbiter. Okay. The Arbiter. I like Arbiters because. Really the whole thing is like, I'm here to negotiate. Oh, you're the Arbiter. That's not the word I would use, but yes. Yes, I there am. There was a movie in 2013 called God, The Arbiter. damn it. That's also what the. Uh, a scientist goes mad after his girlfriend's abortion and starts weeding out the genetically incompetent. Oh, I don't think that counts. Oh, it's a, also a different language. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. yeah no, mouth. we're good. It's just it's just a big <laughs> the poster for this movie because it's 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 in a different language. It's Kotu Moistia Moistia, and he's just got it's just a guy in a suit giving the thumbs down. <laughs> no, like, why would they put the critic of this movie on the cover? <laughs> also, that's that's the movie poster that we need to make. Thumbs down. Also, we should just start making movie posters while we're at it. All right, so the Arbiter. That's our that's our film. yes, the Arbiter. Mm-hmm. All right. After a decade of hard-won criminality, the Camarillos were finally a force to be reckoned with. Smoke them if you got them, boys. But when a cartel hit takes out one of their leaders, bagman Hank Yates has a few questions. No way Guerrero did this. The feds disagree, Hank. They say all their evidence points to their top guy. You ever hear of the Iran-Contra affair? Yeah, I think so. Ain't him. We were Nicaragua. Big stuff's right. Little stuff's all wrong. 
Why would someone frame a cartel hitman? Not sure. Good scapegoat, maybe? Something might have happened to Guerrero and they want people to think he's still around. Well, it's not like we can just go ask him. Tell Boss Hoss I'm going out of town for a while. He would soon find that this rabbit hole might be deeper than he can dig. Why would you risk coming here? Because this ain't how we do things in Arlington. I'd rather have answers than bodies. I got something I want you to see. What's this? Guerrero. Where does he kill one of yours, but you know that already? Looks like a triad hit, if you ask me. Triad? Oh, they don't even know what's coming to them. Hang on. Any of your guys go missing before I showed up? Maybe. Get a head count. (sighs) Looks like I've got a phone call to make. Howdy. I'd like to speak to Mistress Zhuo. Tell her it's her friend with the hat. One cultured Texan takes on a worldwide conspiracy. I would go home if I were you. Are you the guy? Me? No. I'm just a concerned citizen. With powerful friends. Well, your friends best pull up their boots, cause it's about to rain shit in Spooktown. You know nothing. If I were you, I'd give up on ever seeing those friends again. Join us for the reckoning this summer in the Arbiter. I've been your host, Josh LaForge, and I'd like to thank my writing group, Doug Banks, Liam Malone, and Max Wessel. So thanks, and we'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.